President Biden unilaterally and unconstitutionally decides that he's going to forgive up to $20,000 with a student debt. Hi, everybody. I'm Scott Wingeter. Welcome to another episode of Impolite Company. So Biden's plan to forgive student debt, which comes, you know, 90 days before the November election, is nothing more than a an attempt, basically, to buy votes, I would suggest. He's offering $10,000 worth of student loan forgiveness for any borrower and an additional $10,000 per Pell Grant that was issued. So $20,000 total for anyone earning $125,000 per individual or under $250,000 per couple. So this disaster of an idea comes with a $500 billion price tag. And ask yourself this question, who is going to pay for that? The only answer that I can come up with is you, you, the taxpayer, you're going to pay for this. Okay. Now this should be alarming. Currently we sit at a $30 trillion national debt. Okay. And we're going to put a, a, I think a graphic up here in uh, a minute here. That's going to show you this debt that's just ticking and ticking and ticking and it's you can find this at usdebtclock.org uh it's rather alarming we have out of that debt we have a 1.7 trillion dollars worth of student loan debt as as americans uh this national debt if we wanted to pay it off every single taxpayer would owe 244,315 dollars we have a 24 trillion dollar gdp um, and yet we have a $30 trillion debt. Our debt to GDP ratio is 137%. What that really means is that if we were to confiscate all the wealth that's being generated in America right now, all right, that's our gross domestic prop, uh, product. If we were to take that wealth and just snatch it and then throw it at this debt, it wouldn't even pay for the whole entire thing, all right? We, as the United States, take in $4.4 trillion in revenue. And if we enact this foolish plan of President Biden's uh, with a $500 billion price tag, that's going to increase our spending to $6.5 trillion. Now, Think of it like this. You at your house, right? You have a job, presumably, okay? And that job pays you a paycheck that you take home, right? And at the end of the day, every month you sit down and you do your bills, right? Uh, you have all of these bills that you have to pay. And where are you going to get the money to pay for that? That's in your paycheck, right? So our paycheck is $4.4 trillion, and we're spending every year $6.5 trillion. Now, let's let's make it a little bit more manageable here. Imagine that you make $4,400 a month, right? But every month, you're spending $6,500 a month. How long can you and your household uh, run and be financially solvent? solvent in your own household under those numbers 
It, it's not very long, all right? And here's the problem with this, okay? We, we look at this $30 trillion number here, which is our national debt. Um, I want to put it into a sort of homey example of what this looks like, okay? So that debt is just a small piece of our total spending that we have to do as a government, okay? Think of it like this. You have at your house, you have your rent or your mortgage if you own your house. You have your mortgage insurance. You have your homeowner's insurance. You live in a neighborhood that has an HOA. You have your HOA dues. You have your car payment. You have your car insurance. You have to pay your electricity and your water bills, your internet bills. You have to pay $10 a month to Netflix. Uh, you have all of these things that you add up, right? Um, and then if you're like most Americans, you have a credit card and you have probably racked up some debt on that credit card and you have to pay your payment on your credit card, right? All of this adds up. Uh, so I want to think of it like this. Our, our, our country is kind of like a big household, right? Like, uh, and the government has to pay uh, its bills, right? That $30 trillion national debt that you see constantly ticking up here is really, if we were to make the analogy, it's, it's America's credit card, all right? That's just our credit card bill, folks, $30 trillion, okay? We still have all of these other bills, and when you add up all of our other bills, you know, we got to pay the retirements uh, of people that have worked and retired for the federal government. We have to pay people who still are working for the federal government, uh, whether you're a postman or you're in the military or you're a fat cat uh, congressman making $174,000 a year. Uh, if you work for the federal government at all, you we got to pay you, right? We still have Social Security. We still have Medicare and Medicaid. We still have food stamps. We have all of these programs. We got to pay for education in the form of grants uh, through the Department of Education. We add all of these things up, and it's what's referred to as unfunded liabilities, all right? The government is liable to pay for these programs that they have created uh, and promised to fund, yet they don't have the funding to actually make it work. So what is our unfunded liabilities, not just our national debt? And this is a staggering $171 trillion, with a T, dollars in unfunded liabilities. And what that means simply is, frankly, back in the day, you know, when we had common sense and we were under an actual gold standard uh, on our money, you could take a dollar bill you go to the bank and you could say, I want a dollar in gold and you give it the dollar. They would be obligated under law to give you a dollar's worth of gold. We're not under that standard anymore. The gold standard's gone. But let's let's wave a magic wand, right? And say, we're going to put ourselves back under the gold standard, okay? There's not enough gold in existence in the universe, all right, mind you, let alone Earth, to pay for $171 trillion. So we have literally outspent already with our unfunded liabilities more money than is even possible to exist in the first place. Um, and so obviously the solution to this problem is to tack on another $500 billion worth of debt 
that every American is going to eventually have to pay. And, you know, my only question to Joe Biden is, you know, hey, I got 80, I got $80,000 worth of student debt that I'm paying down right now, Joe. Um, so, you know, the $20,000 that I could potentially get, I guess that helps a little bit, but you know, I have all these other problems, Joe. Um, you know, why just cancel some of my student loan? I mean, if we're just going to privatize, which is what Obama did back in the day, student loan debt, he, 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 he took it from being a privatized entity and he nationalized it, right? The government took over this, uh, burden, um, and then Joe Biden is just going to walk in one day and decide he's going to and then attempt to buy votes for November. Uh, just give away $500 billion on the backs of the American people. Uh, why stop at student loans, Joe? I mean, it would be really swell if you could pay off my mortgage, buddy. Uh, that would be great. That would, I mean, think of, you know, the argument is, oh, well, if we pay off these student loans for people, then it'll be good for the economy. Well, Joe, I mean... <laughs> If I didn't have a mortgage to pay, you know, and I just got to own my house, right? That would really help out the economy. Think about that. If you paid off everybody's mortgage, that would help the economy, wouldn't it? And, you know, I have I have my car payment, Joe. You want to pay that off too? That would help the economy. And and I have credit card debt like a lot of Americans. Why not just pay off my credit cards too, Joe, while we're at it? You know, in fact, why not? Just cancel all debt, Joe. Think about it like this. Think about how good if it would be for the economy if we just canceled all debt, right? Then no one would owe anything, and then the economy would be booming, right? You're an idiot. Thanks for listening to Impolite Company, presented by The Doc Line. If you like what you heard, be sure to rate our podcast and leave a five-star review for us.